All right, hey everyone, before you fast forward, how does a free $20 sound? Seriously, you can get a free 20 bucks by signing up today at betteredge.com and putting in promo code SBD. Better Edge is a different sports betting platform. It's it's changing the game. They've gotten rid of the VIG. So, it's different than your classic experience, but it's better because everyone out there, including myself, can make more money when you win and lose less when you lose when you bet with Better Edge. Now, like I said, you can get a free $20. They'll put 20 in your account if you sign up Put in promo code SBD upon sign up. That's betteredge.com, B E T T O R edge.com, promo code SBD. All right, what is happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Fighting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. Today is the 9th, May 9th, 2023. What's going on out there? On the, on today's show, we're going to do a little quiz. We're going to quiz you out there. We're going to give four different scenarios and see how you do, just in my opinion, based on what I would do, kind of how I would teach things, and what I believe to be, to be the best money approach, to, to maximize our ROI for all of these situations. How do we want to approach different scenarios and bet as smartly as we can and as pro- as profitably as we can. So we'll give you four different questions, and uh, let's just get right into it. Today's quiz. How long has it been since you've taken a quiz? I know it's been a while for some of you, so all right, let's get right in. Number one, question number one. You have done your homework, and you've decided the Yankees will beat the Chicago Cubs about 58% of the time in today's game at Yankee Stadium. Let's call it an even 58%. Which means by default, Chicago will win 42% of the time. Okay, so you've done all your homework, all your handicapping, pitchers, uh, bullpen, weather, injuries, everything. And you've decided Yankees are going to win 58% of the time. Cubs are going to win 42% of the time. The line is Yankees minus 125 and Chicago plus 105. What bet, if any, should you make? Now, obviously, you can pause or whatever, take some time. Because we've talked about you know how to do this before, so uh, go ahead and, and and try and you know do what you need to. So uh, we'll give you the answer right now. What should you do? You've decided fifty eight percent Yankees, forty two percent Cubs. The line is Yankees minus twenty five, Cubs plus one hundred five. What you should do is bet on the Yankees, okay? Because fifty eight percent equals minus one thirty eight. And on the other side of it, 42% equals plus 138, right? That's what a no VIG line looks like. That's what it's going to look like betting with better edge. No VIG. So when you get rid of the tax, minus 138 Yankees, plus 138 Cubs, let's start with the Cubs. Obviously, the Cubs is not a good bet in the market. The market is Yankees minus 125, Cubs plus 105. If we think the Cubs should be plus 138 and the market's charging plus 105, that's a very bad bet. That's way too expensive compared to what we think the line should be. But we have the Yankees minus 138 and the market's charging minus 125. That's substantial enough to where that's a good bet. So uh, if you answered bet the Yankees, congratulations, you are one for one. I, I wonder if this is this quiz is a good idea. Is it corny? Is it stupid? Is this good? I guess we'll we'll figure out. We'll see the reaction. All right, number two. You have done your homework, and you've decided the L.A. Lakers will beat the Golden State Warriors about 60% of the time in today's game in L.A., which, as we talked about, done with the handicapping, same situation where you've handicapped, you have your your line, and your line is L.A. Lakers 60%, 
Golden State, 40%. And before we continue, I think it's important to talk about why I'm giving percentages and why I'm approaching it this way. And this is how most people, at least who I have come across, who originate and make their own line and develop their own systems and models for doing this, that's generally going to be the approach. You're going to get some kind of percentage for each team or whatever the event is. So the over under, I don't get any kind of percent there. Like when I when I come up with my outcome, you know, what I do is is <clears throat> let's say like for tonight's game, Carolina at um, New Jersey in the NHL. What my system will give me is the final score. So it'll say like Carolina, you know, 3.03, uh, New Jersey, 3.00. Okay, so obviously that means it's pretty much a pick em. Over under, it's about 6.03. Let's call it six. So that's how you get the over under. You just add up the combined score for both teams with your projections. But it's about the percentage of how often does this team win compared to this team, which gives us our basis. So this next question, the LA Golden State question is going to incorporate a spread, which is an extra factor, obviously. So let's say you've done your homework and you think LA is going to win 60% of the time. Golden State's going to win 40% of the time. Um, and the line, okay, let's talk about the line in this hypothetical situation. In this question, the line in the market is LA minus three, minus 110, Golden State plus three, minus 110, and the money line is LA minus 165, Golden State plus 135. Okay, so you can jot that down, whatever. I'll go through one more time quickly. LA is minus three, Golden State plus three, both minus 110. The money line is LA minus 165, Golden State plus 135. Again, what bet, if any, should you make? Give you a second to think about it. Pause if you need to. I'll have, a, I'll have some water here. Okay. Let's talk about this. So the answer is, the final answer to this question is, you don't make a bet. You would not make a bet. You would pass. Now, let's talk about how we got there. We decided LA was going to win 60% of the time. Golden State was going to win 40% of the time. So what you want to do is go to the Action Network Bet Converter, I believe, the bet calculator. And there you can convert any American line into an implied odds or an implied percentage. And I wish I could bring it up now and do it with you as I speak here, but I don't have any internet today. Comcast is like doing some work on the cable lines or something. So I don't have internet today. It's I've been watching DVDs, <laughs> but uh, either way, um, well, got a little distracted from the internet thing. Okay. So go to the action network, uh, bet converter, the odds converter. And there you can see 60% equals an even minus 150, 40% obviously equals a plus 150, even plus 150. So our line here, our no big line is LA minus 150 golden state plus 150 for the money line. But what about the spread? How do we get to the spread? And for everyone out there listening, there's an easy enough way. Just go to another tool that the Action Network offers, and it's the uh, spread to money line converter. What you're going to do here is just play around with NBA, NFL spreads and see what the money line is. Now, this is important. Do If you're going to remember one thing and pay attention to one thing in this podcast, make it this. When you use the 
spread to Moneyline Converter, make sure that when you're handicapping, you have both lines set at plus 100 or just 100. It's going to give you, I think, the default of minus 110 because that's usually what the bets charge. But we don't want to factor in a VIG when we're handicapping. We want the no VIG line to give us a pure estimation of what's going to happen. So to do that, under each team on each side, you're going to have to type in plus 100 or just just 100 for each team's price. Keep that in mind. That's very important when you're doing this. So once you have 100 and 100 for each each price, then you can go to the NFL and NBA and, t- and you know look at minus two and minus four and plus three and all those lines and see what they equal for a money line. And what you'll see is minus three equals minus 149. So our line, Golden State LA, no VIG, minus 150 plus 150, minus 149, one cent off, is close enough for us to assume that the line would be LA minus three, Golden State plus three. Now, maybe we'll do a show and go a little bit deeper on what if it's not exactly 150 or what if it's 155 or 160, and, and you know, because it is a sliding scale. But either way, minus three, I picked that for a reason because it's pretty accurately minus 150. Okay, no VIG. Okay, once you incorporate the VIG, LA is going to go up to near minus 160, 65. The favorite's going to drop to, you know, plus 135 or so. And that's why it's no bet. We only make bets when we have the best of it. When we, If LA should be minus 150 and the market and the money line was charging minus 130, we would make that bet because we're getting a cheaper price. But since in our question here, in our hypothetical, the money line, remember, was minus 165 LA plus 135 Golden State. That gives us no advantage for either team. It's right in the middle of those. Minus 150, is it's a bad bet to take Golden State at plus 135 when it should be plus 150. And it's a bad bet to take LA at minus 165 when it should be minus 150. So you just pass. You pass the game, you don't bet. And by the way, we would also have LA minus three, Golden State plus three. So if our if our number matches the market number, we pass. So if you said no bet, if you said pass, congratulations, you are two for two. Let's move on. All right, uh, question number three. And the, they're going to get a little trickier now, okay? If, you, if you're if you 0 for two, good luck moving forward. But it's good to learn. It's good to learn. Okay. Question number three, it's the final week of the NFL regular season. The Jets and the Bills are tied atop the AFC East, but the Bills have the tiebreaker. In this Sunday schedule, the Bills play the early game and the Jets play in the night game. What can we do to maximize this situation? Again, I'll pause, let you think about it. And the answer is, we actually want to make a parlay in this situation. What we want to do is parlay the Bills' money line to the Jets' opponent to cover the spread. Not the Jets, the Jets' opponent to cover the spread. Let's talk about why that's the correct thing here. Let's start with the Bills. If we want, well, actually, we can't start, let's start with the whole thing because they're they're connected. And we make parlays. I know it's going to kind of shock a lot of you, but we only want to make parlays. Well, not only, but there's a very few situations. And one of them is when we have correlation. The other is when we want to strategically put more money on the second game than the first game. 
And then the third is when you can kind of lock a line in. And we're doing all of that in this situation. By the way, those aren't the only three times you make a parlay. Those are just the three main reasons why we're making a parlay here. So let's start with the correlation. In this situation, Bills and Jets are tied atop the AFC East, but the Bills have the tiebreaker. And the Bills play in the early game. So what that means is if the Bills win that early game, the Jets know they're not going to win the division. At that point, their playoff seating is completely locked in. It's it's completely a worthless game. And what we see year after year in this situation is teams will sit starters. Quarterbacks will sit. Aaron Rodgers would likely sit here. A handful of offensive and defensive starters would sit. So it's the correlation. If the Bills win, the Jets starters will sit because the game has no impact on playoff seating. And if the Bills lose, the Jets will start everyone and give a max effort. So obviously, it's correlated in either way. So in both situations, what's also going to happen is the line will likely move. Now, the line may slightly incorporate the question of players playing, but until it's announced, you never get the full line move ever. So what we're doing by parlaying is not only correlating these two and, and coming up with the correlated situation that we're taking advantage of, but we're also locking in the line for the Sunday night game the Jets are playing in and we're getting a much better price than it will be if the Bills win their first game and it's announced all these starters are out for the Jets game. So we're locking in the correlation. We're locking in the lines. And again, in both situations, whether the Bills win or lose, that line's moving. So what we're doing is taking advantage of a correlated situation, locking in a line that we may be by two or three points in either direction. So that's why you parlay a situation there. And I know that's specific, okay? But that's why we don't make parlays that often. It's very, or you know, I, I make parlays sometimes because they can be a good weapon or just a good tool if you want to lock a line in because parlays just roll winnings from one bet to another. So if you always want more money on that second game, it's worth it. Just make the parlay, you know, lock that line and just understand what you're doing. And in this situation, it's not only... Uh, okay to use a parlay. It's it's beneficial to use a parlay. All right, let's get to the last question. Number four, how are you doing so far on the quiz? All right, number four, you have bet pregame. Let, let's kind of rewind and use the LA Golden State bet as our, as our game example here, okay? So for number four, you bet the Lakers minus three, minus 110. You did your homework and you made the bet LA minus three, minus 110. So the game's coming up. And let's just say in that situation, you thought it was a good bet. Not our exact situation where it was a, a bad bet, you know, because it was even. Let's say this in this, in number four, it's a good bet. So you have the Lakers, minus three, minus 110. Well, let's say there's two minutes to go and the Lakers are up eight. What do you do? Do you just hope you win? Do you try and middle? And middle means you try and win two bets which in this situation, you take Golden State. So if there's two minutes left, the LA Lakers are up eight. The line may be, you know, LA minus 11. So, or let's say like maybe like nine and a half. Maybe that's more realistic. So LA is minus nine and a half, two minutes to go. You can take Golden State now plus nine and a half. And if LA wins by four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine, you win both bets. And obviously the worst you can do is win one, lose one. So that's a middle situation. Some people do that. Let's change it up, though. What if there's two minutes to go and the Lakers are tied? Do you start getting nervous? Do you start looking to hedge and now, you know, look to minimize your losses? So this is an interesting situation. And I'll ask you for both of those. You bet the Lakers minus three, minus 110 against Golden State. What do you do if they're tied two minutes to go 
And what do you do if they're up eight with two minutes to go? Do you do anything? Pause, figure it out. All right, so this one's a little different. This is actually a trick question. So uh, sorry to sorry if that pissed you off a little bit, but this is actually a trick question. Here's why. In situations like this, we never, ever, ever do one thing specifically. It's always based on the market. So actually, the answer to this question is we don't know because we need more information. We need to know what's the current line and what should the current line be? What's the current over-under and what should the current over-under be? That's really the essence of live betting when you get down to it. People think live betting is more complex than it really is. It's the same thing as pregame betting. You just have to have a way of doing it faster because the lines are moving and the game's moving quickly with you. But it's the same exact thing. What should the line be? What's the spread? And in my opinion, you can get a lot of better lines you know, live because the markets are much more difficult to price and you don't get the, the benefit of all these betters shaping the market. So, so sports, bet or sports books have to be a lot more accurate live. So, you know, it, it actually is kind of a trick question because we don't know if we'd make a bet. And for everyone out there who said pass, I think that's not, look, it, it depends too. If you're like a recreational better and you're, and you're up eight, then I think the actual answer should be just write it out, try and win the bet. But if you're looking at actually maximizing, which that's what today's show's about, maximizing the approach for every situation, you always want to be doing the math, understanding what the line should be, what is the line, because maybe taking the Lakers again is the right price. Maybe middling is the right price. Maybe hedging is the right thing to do. Maybe you want to bet on Golden State. Who knows? Making a good bet is never the, a bad thing. And you may say, wait a minute, you have LA minus three, they're up eight. Why the hell would you bet on Golden State? You're going to throw your winnings away. And it's not about that. It's never just about the winnings for one game. Yeah, I would throw the winnings away for one game, but making a living or at least making money doing this is about making good decisions over and over and over and over. You don't want to get in the, the habit of like, oh, we want to make bets or we want to make money on this game. So we're not going to make another bet or we want to make money today. So I'm not going to make another bet tonight. Or, you know, you chase your losses or, oh, I want to make sure that this weekend's positive. Like if you, if you give yourself these arbitrary endpoints, you're going to be chasing money when it doesn't make sense to. So it's the same thing here. I think it's the same thing because a good bet's a good bet. You don't make, an, you know, you don't just say, oh, well, I'm going to win this Lakers bet. I don't want to throw those winnings away betting on Golden State. If it shows, based on what you have done, you're handicapping in the math, that Golden State's a good bet at whatever the price is, make that bet. If it shows that LA's a good bet at that point in time, make that bet. If it shows the over or the under or whatever is a good bet in time, make those bets. If the market's wrong and you think that you're right, make that bet. There's nothing wrong with a positive EV bet ever. So uh, that's a little, little trick question there. But uh, if you got that right, heck yeah, you're, you're definitely ready for this thing. All right, now let's elaborate quickly before we get out of here on that last one. Because something else happens that I think is along the same lines that a lot of people do that I think we should probably get out of the habit of doing this. So uh, let's use an example like in the NFL. Okay, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll wait to bet the favorite until the game and they'll bet the favorite live at a better price, quote unquote, once something has happened. In the NBA, you know, same thing. If you like the Lakers minus three or you like the Lakers, but you don't want to take a minus three, some people will wait for the game to go on. You know, if LA gets behind a little bit, they'll take LA, you know, even money and there you go. Now, NBA is a little different. I don't bet it as much. I don't know the math as much. So maybe that's actually worth it to do that in the NBA. I'm not so sure. But let's talk about the NFL because this happens all the time in football. And what people will do is, 
let, let's use a hypothetical game here. Let's say like a Chiefs Texans and the Chiefs are minus 11. Well, let's say the game starts, Texans get the ball and they drive right down the field. <clears throat> excuse me. And they drive right down the field and go up seven, nothing. A lot of people, a lot of people would say, okay, perfect. Let's get on Kansas city. Now they went from minus 11 to minus eight and a half. Let's go. Let's get on Kansas city. Right. And then you text your friend, you just screenshot of the picture or a screenshot of the bet. Let's go. Just got Kansas city minus eight and a half instead of 11. Let's go. Right. So here's the thing is, you know, people are actually right when they say that, that they're getting the better number than a lot of other people got. They're getting Kansas city minus eight and a half when it was 11. That's technically correct, but they're forgetting one very, very important thing. And that's the game state, right? They're just comparing their number to the closing line number. It's like, well, no kidding. It's better. But what's happened during the game? Game state matters. The information we know about this game matters. And the information we knew about these teams, this matchup, all changes as we're watching the game each individual time. That's why seven game series are so important and so interesting in in whatever sports that have them, because you're going to see a difference in every game. So that doesn't mean that the pregame line, because think about it, a seven game series, NBA, NHL, the lines are going to be pretty similar for the home court or home ice for all these teams, right? So depending on what happens, you're not going to see a huge change. Look at the the Devils and the Hurricanes. The Devils blew them out 5-1 last game. You're not going to see some giant leap now in the Devils' odds just because they won one game. It's going to go very close to what it was before. So does that mean the game state, for one, we always want to revert to what the pregame line was and compare our line to that and say, hey, we got a good price? We never want to do that. So same thing with the NFL. It's like if if you think you're betting Kansas City in this scenario at eight and a half and that's a good number, you're completely ignoring what's happening during the game. The pregame line was Chiefs minus 11. If you said, yeah, well, the Chiefs are minus 11, but we're going to start the game uh, seven nothing. We're just going to give Houston seven points. Well, then that minus 11 is a terrible line. Then it would go down to, I don't know, something like eight and a half. (laughs) You see what I'm saying here? So the lines are generally going to be correct during the game. Just because the line gets cheaper, quote unquote, for the team you liked, doesn't make it a good bet or a better bet than before. It's probably the same bet as before, where it's a break-even bet and you're paying minus 110. So that's what so many people do. Don't get in the habit of doing that. Just waiting for favorites to get down and then betting them because game state matters. So, all right, that that's it for today's show. Got to get out of here. Hopefully, the internet comes back. The internet, the internet comes back. So I'm, I'm starting to already talk like, you know, what's that one South Park? We're heading down California way, where they got some internet down there. So anyway, uh, that does it for today's show. Appreciate you listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow, right here on Sports Betting Daily.